Welcome back to another episode of Puck Off, everybody. I am your host, Chris Nozick. I am joined finally again by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Johnson. He is back from the dead after Vegas. Uh, before we get into any of the hockey, which we've got a fuck ton to talk about, how was the trip? Oh, it was great. Um, came out positive in the ledger with all my gambling. Um, I ended up positive by about 400 bucks. So that was cool. Um, the downside though, is I got the Vegas flu, um, not the Vegas flu that people were, people would be, were talking about, um, when the night started out where people would be part, where teams would be partying the night before, but more, I came back and I had a chest cold that went all the way up to my throat and I actually didn't have a voice for about two days. So that was a lot of fun. (laughs) trying to connect to do this episode for like a week now so even though it's almost approaching midnight you and i tend to do things last minute anyway so fuck it let's let's get this ball rolling we it has been almost two weeks since we sat down to do a show so Mm -hmm. like i said lots to cover uh some of it will just zip right through just because we finally have mics in front of our faces and we can go over some of it (laughs) Bringing us back two weeks ago, what were your initial thoughts, reactions? Let's start. Let's go kind of sequentially. Right mm-hmm. after we had our last show, charges were filed in the Adam Johnson case, or someone was arrested. I, I don't even remember. I don't think charges were ever actually filed. Just to kind of put a little bow on on that situation there, um, knowing the last couple of weeks worth of new information, where's your mind at in, in kind of that whole Adam Johnson, you know, passing away the the neck guards, wrist guards, all that stuff. So the neck guard, wrist guard thing, I think, is sound. Um, it's a it's a good decision by all. Everybody who has been doing it on their own accord, I think, is it's there's no there's no demerit, no disbenefit to it. Um, as for the Adam Johnson situation, um, I've, I've oscillated pretty wildly on this part of me thinks like part of me is saying this is standard procedure. Somebody died. So, I mean, I think, I, I, I think there, 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 there needed to be, there needed to be, you know, you needed to cross eyes and dot T's here and what, what have you. Well, let's but, not, let's not forget to that point. This occurred yeah. over in the UK. Right. They have they have a they have a different they have a different code. They have a different code over there. And their protocol is to investigate the death. Period. End of story. So an investigation was going to occur. And ultimately, because someone caused the death of somebody else, they were going to likely be arrested for it, regardless of like this isn't an episode of Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. There are different rules and regulations and protocols that they follow. So to overreact to every step of the way is just, just dumb. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what we are in like social media age. Everything gets overreacted to, to an nth degree. Um, But man, I just, I, I'm just, I hope there's some measure of peace. I, I still believe what, what happened with Petgrave and Johnson is an, I'm still believing an accident. And I just hope, I hope whatever they come, I hope whatever they come to, I hope it was, I hope it's deemed, I hope it's deemed, I hope they find whatever they have to find. Um, it's, a, it's a tough situation because like, 
I think it was an accident. There are a lot of people who don't think it was an accident. There are a lot of people who who want who want Petgrave who, who want Petgrave in jail right now. Like it's just See, it's still a very very sensitive situation. The thing is, is like even even if he even if you want to have the argument, he intended to injure him. Mm-hmm. Uh. N- there's no way the thought was I'm going to injure him with a skate blade to the throat. Mm-hmm. And there's no way the intent was to kill. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to be reasonable about that. So mm-hmm. even if you want to say, Oh, he intentionally tried to injure the player. Um, even if you get frustrated enough to want to punch someone in the face, you don't intend for that punch to kill them. Mm-hmm. And if it does, for whatever reason, you have to live with that. And that's a hard thing to live with regardless. So let's not forget what he has to go through just by having caused the situation. Mm-hmm. And no, he doesn't deserve death threats or, you know, nasty DMs. His family doesn't deserve any of that. Let the Let the people who are investigating it come to the conclusion as to whether or not the evidence shows there was intent. But if you watch hockey for more than a period, you know, sticks fly, pucks fly, skate blades fly. And regardless of your intent, sometimes shit happens. And this was a case where something really shitty happened. It feels like it. And I, I said this. I've, I've said this on multiple forums here. Um, I think a lot of people are trying to find reason in this. And reason I think that's. A, I, I think that's a mistake because sometimes, like you said, shit happens. Not everything has to have a meaning. Not everything has to have a reason. Like you this want, was a freak accident. Want to know the reason for this? Because no one's pushed for the extra safety precautions sooner. That's the mm-hmm. reason that this happened. And now, hopefully, Adam Johnson's death and his legacy is he's changed the game and the protective gear in the world of hockey going forward. Mm -hmm. That is what we can hope to take from this. And you've got certain players. I know Jacob Lauco on the Bruins. He, I mean, he's still wearing a cage from having caught a skate up in the eye. But But he said he was going to wear a neck guard for the rest of his career. Neck guard for the rest of his career. He said he's looking at wrist guards. Mason Lorai's mom has a company that makes all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like players are starting to look at it seriously. Now, I don't think the players association will allow for, and, and they're not wrong to sit there and say it has to be mandated. Like I, there, there's a double-edged sword on that argument. I think really what you have to do is you have to grandfather it the same way you did visors. Mm-hmm. That's the only reasonable solution. And you have to implement them in the younger ages. You know, the WHL has already mandated it. Yes. They, they mandated it The The league in which this incident occurred, basically came out and said, we would mandate it right now. The problem is, is there aren't enough supplies. Mm -hmm. So it has to be highly suggested for now. Come December 31st, they're mandatory. So in Mm -hmm. the next months, 
If you don't have one, get one. Right. Basically, everybody go order one, and they'll fulfill the orders as they come in. Mm-hmm. Right. Pretty much. Um, after that, uh, I know there, there's no real easy way to segue out of that kind of topic. But uh, Edmonton, still a bit of a dumpster fire. But the last time we talked, they had a different coach. What, you, what were your I thoughts mean, when Woodcroft got fired? Woodcroft, Woodcroft got a raw deal. I think Chris Knobloch has has been on the cusp of an NHL job for years, and I'm glad he got one. Good for him. Actually, now that I think about it, mm. they had a different goalie too, no. because they hadn't waived Jack Campbell yet. So they waived Campbell. Uh, Skinner continued to suck. Campbell now sucks in the AHL, which is worse. 848 save percentage in Bakersfield. Calvin Picard finally got his first start tonight, I think it was, or yesterday Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was because there was back-to-backs, if anything. And they also fired their coach. Mm -hmm. Like, this is going to lead me to a whole different thing, but hot take. Ken Holland is not a Hall of Famer. Well, that's well. That, I, I think the, I think that's a debate for another time because his time in Detroit probably shoes him in. His time in Edmonton does his time. Are you saying his time in Edmonton undoes it? No, I'm saying he's overrated and hasn't done enough on his own to get in. Because mm-hmm. you want to talk about his time in in Detroit. Let's do exactly that, all right? When he was in Detroit, let's just look at his general manager years, 1997 to 2019, okay? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, how many cups did they win? Over uh, 90 years, how many cups did they win? Two, I want to say. Was it two or three? Wait, no, more than that. Uh, three, I think. Three. Was it three or four? Under Ken Holland, I'm pulling it up right now. He started as director of amateur scouting in 1987. Mm-hmm. All right. He left as senior vice president May 7th, 2019. He was in that role for only 18 days. <laughs> Wait, what? He was appointed April 19th, 2019 to senior vice president. And 18 days later, May 7th, he was out of the job. May 7th, he became general manager of the Edmonton Oilers and president of hockey operations. Jesus. All right. Now. That tells me that was a figurehead position. And he was like, I don't want that. (laughs) Right. Well, why do you think they gave it to him? Because he wasn't very good at his job. (laughs) Well, um, it was all about for a while it was all about just continuing that um consecutive playoff streak that was like the only thing that was keeping it going so let's look at his time there okay while he was there i'm gonna run through a list of names and i want you to tell me basically rate them like how good they were because these are the players that were drafted under him Okay, these were mm-hmm. these first. This first group is going to be all first round picks. Okay, Philip Zadina, mm-hmm. Philip Roberg, 
Jesus. Mike Rasmussen, Dylan mm-hmm. Holloway, Dylan Larkin, Evgeny Svechnikov, Anthony Mantha, Den- Dennis Chalowski, Riley <laughs> Shan, Jacob Kindle, Xavier Borgolt, Yuri Fisher, Brendan Smith, Nicholas Cronwell, Tom McClollum. You get into any of these top high-end talents? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, he didn't draft anybody. He really didn't. All right? What successfully occurred when he was in Detroit was the Russian Five. That's what led them to Stanley Cups. And you know what? He was the director of scouting. He wasn't even the general manager. Yeah. So and, he, yeah, and Hawk and Anderson was part of that too. Was a big part of that too. Like he had a he had oh, an eighth hole in him. He was put in a position where he didn't fuck things up. Right. That's not a Hall of Famer. All right. And then all those consecutive years of making the playoffs, they didn't win very many cups overall. Mm-hmm. They really didn't. His last year, the last year they won a cup. Let's see. Uh, I'm at 2007, going backwards. Uh, Devils were 2000. Red Wings were 98 and 97. Mm-hmm. In 2002, that was a Scotty Bowman year. 2002, he was he won one as a general manager. Now, if we look at that roster, Brendan Shanahan, not his guy. Sergey Fedorov, not his guy. Brett Hull, not him. Nicholas Lidstrom, not him. Luke Robitaille, not him. Steve Eiserman, not him. Igor Larionov, not him. Chris Jelios, not him. The teams that were assembled, he just didn't fuck them up. The mm-hmm. talent was already there. Like it's it's. It's the correct argument. It's the correct place for the Don Sweeney argument for Peter Shirelli's win, or Peter Shirelli's win for uh, what? What? Uh, who was the guy before him that he took over? Uh, uh, Shirelli, Mike O'Connell. Mike O'Connell. Thank you. Yeah. Mike O'Connell built that Bruins team that won the Stanley Cup. Peter Shirelli came in, made a few extra moves, and didn't fuck it up. Yeah. And then fucked it up. And then fucked it up. Because when he had time to be a general manager, look what the fuck happened. No trade clauses to Chris Kelly, to fucking Danny Paye, to fucking Andrew, like Johnny Boychuk, Andrew Fair. Like these guys were getting overpaid deals for way too long. No trade clauses. Yeah, fine, fine players, but too much for loyalty. Paid too much for loyalty. Right. And then he went to Edmonton, got another shot at a general managership. He... He did the greatest thing in the world. He signed Connor McDavid to his current contract <laughs> and fucked it up. He proved that he doesn't deserve another shot as a general manager. Mm-hmm. Ken Holland. I mean, just- this is probably his last season. He's, he's probably he's probably retiring after this season. Do you think that they're they're just letting him play out the string at this point? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. But this guy does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. all he did was sit in a seat for long enough time and didn't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. he didn't take at bats he didn't he walked you don't get in the hall of fame on base on balls (laughs) on base percentage you're not uh no saber metrics but that's what he's doing Mm -hmm. so he sucks at his job i'm not surprised that the oilers have gone to shit we keep looking at it like we see the problem goaltending and defense what were his, his big moves? It took him three years to go get Matias at home. 
mm-hmm. and he still hasn't done fuck all about goaltending. Well, like, like, like at what point, like he went and got, he went and got Campbell and everybody knew he shouldn't have done. Yeah. Right. And then he goes, not only am I going to sign him, I'm going to give him five fucking years at $5 million per. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a contract that not only is going to be bad on the front end, it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Like what? Like what? What? And then you have Skinner who was adequate last year, but looks like he's fallen off too. Like Skinner's only benefit is he's young. He's younger. I think right now he's 24. So like everybody looks at 24 at a goalie and goes, ah, that's still young, which is fine. But at a certain point, you got to look at him and go, he is what he is. I just, they are, they are, they are, they are a total mess. And it makes me think like, Okay, you go out and get Ekholm. You sign you sign Evan Bouchard, who might not be as good as you thought. <laughs> Maybe, but here's here's the here's the other thing, and this is why I sit here and I go, I agree with the firing of 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 the coach of of Woodcroft mm-hmm. because last year they had tremendous success, and the year before when he started, they had tremendous success. They yes, they lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champions. That's almost a good thing because you can say we're almost there. We can get to the finals. That means we actually have a shot at winning the cup because the team that we lost to beat the team in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. All right. So what did he do coming into this year? Changed everything about how they play defense. <laughs> They didn't get a single new defender on the roster, but he changed everything about what they know and how to play defense. Why? Why? I, I think I think I think the argument for that was that he was trying to change it to change it to a system that better suits their speed. Okay, but after how many games can you sit there and go, "This isn't working. Let's go back to what we did before that worked." Right. He didn't make any changes to say this isn't working. <laughs> I know it can work. I put, I know it can work. I know it can work. And then not know. with these guys, it can't. It mm-hmm. was it wasn't like it, they were leaving goaltenders out to dry, left mm-hmm. and right, night in and night out. And no, they weren't getting great goaltending, but right. it doesn't help when you're putting your goaltenders in a shit spot. So you compounded a bad goaltending situation with shitty defense in front of it. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> it's trying to outscore your problems. No, no. Do do what was successful. You you created more problems, and it just it, it. And now it's it's not surprising that they're starting to turn a corner the second they fire their coach. And mm-hmm. I get it, Drysital and McDavid, they're going to turn it on. But of course. Do you think their new coach is coaching the defense the same way? I can't imagine that they are. He's he not. I, w- I would imagine. I would imagine that Knobloch is just going back to basics. Like that's what he's doing. And guess basic what? zone done. It, it's turning around. He's he's re- legitimately trying to shift the direction of the Titanic right now. Sure. The difference is, is he's got McDavid and Drysital turning the wheel. Mm-hmm. Now he's got to figure out what the fuck am I going to do in goal? Mm-hmm. 
Like what? Like what do you like? What do you? Is it? Is it? It's. I mean, it's still early enough to salvage the season, right? For them, it is. Yeah, they have the ability to do it. Like the the statistics that we talk about with American Thanksgiving, literally later this week, mm-hmm. they are the exception to the rule because they have they have the power up mushrooms. <laughs> one's called McDavid, and one's called Drysital. Mm-hmm. Fine and, German mushrooms. <laughs> Right. So what they need to do is they need to focus on, they need to hone in on somebody and say, what can we do to get your goaltender? What Mm -hmm. do you now? It's going to have to be a big hockey trade. And the difference is, is there's like Toronto, they're in play to make a big hockey trade. Mm Calgary is in play to make a big hockey trade. Probably with each other very, very soon. Possibly with each other. I think that might end up becoming a three-way deal, though, because mm-hmm. now that Bertuzzi is finally turning it on, I think Toronto is going to look to sell Bertuzzi. Really? I don't think the locker room likes him all that much. Yeah, after yeah. the after the Marshawn incident? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And they still have to worry about Ryan fucking Reeves. So... We could have told you. We could have told you, Brad Trevelling, that that was a bad idea. Well, so and here's the other thing too with Tyler, with um with Bertuzzi, it moves money. Mm-hmm. So you tell me Bertuzzi to a team that needs some depth scoring, like just to name a few, the Islanders, the mm-hmm. Rangers, the Panthers. I don't I don't see him going to the Panthers because it's in the division, but a team like that the stars i think a team couple things have to fall into place right now we're going through the patrick kane sweepstakes once that's over then i think we see more interest in tyler bertuzzi well i know toronto's gonna be moving a lot of money around it looks like they're it looks like they're getting zadorov they're gonna but they're gonna have to and and the the catch with with bertuzzi is the money it's only for one year Mm-hmm. So that's why a team would be able to eat it is mm-hmm. because it's only for one year. He's a rental. And so if Toronto's desperate enough to move him, a team will be able to say, retain some money and we'll talk. Does. So here's a question. Does the fact that it looks like John Klingberg's never going to play again. Once that report is confirmed then obviously he'll end up on LTIR. It'll free up some money for Toronto. Um, and then maybe maybe they try to tough it out with Bertuzzi for a year. Mm-hmm. That, that helps them financially a lot more than anything. Um, they're still hurting for another defenseman. Lilligren going down against Boston's really hurt their back end. But Man. they're also hurting for goaltending. You know, Sam Sonoff has been okay. Wall has been good. But do you really trust what you've seen from wall in the playoffs? Wall's been like league average, exactly. which was better than what Sam Sonoff was. Right. So I, so I think, so I think a lot of Toronto fans are getting swept up in that where they're getting average goaltending where they might only need that. Cause you know, this team's got, this team's got some guns, but man, like, if there was ever a team that was tailor made for Nikita Zadorov, they better hope that that trade goes through for them. Yeah, no that that'll be helpful. The yeah. the 
the issue that I think a team like Edmonton, a team like Toronto, what they're going to run into as far as making deals is there are too many teams that are still in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the yeah. wild card race, Tampa Bay in the East, Tampa Bay and Carolina are one and two in the wild card, 20 and 22 points for Carolina and Tampa Bay, respectively. All right. Detroit has 19, Pittsburgh has 18, New Jersey, the Islanders, and Buffalo all have 17. The Senators and the Canadians both have 16. So they're within four points. They're two games out. Even Montreal is two games out of a playoff spot. Man, New Jersey's been a little bit of a disappointment, haven't they? Uh, the the Jack Hughes injury has killed them. Yeah, really. It really has. I, it, and honestly, I think it's helped him in the Hart Trophy race. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as soon as he comes back and they start climbing the ladder again, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, Jack Hughes. Yeah, right. And and that's when people are going to be like, well, value to his team, which is true, because <laughs> we, we can see what they are without him. But no. the same thing applies over in the West because St. Louis and Arizona, who would have thought Arizona has the number two wild card spot? Man, I'm rooting for them. But here's the thing. They have 18 points in the two spot. Guess who's tied with them? Whomst? The Ducks and the Kraken. The, 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 the Ducks are a lot more fun than I think we gave them credit for in the beginning of the year. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I I think the Ducks and the Coyotes are actually going to legitimately push for these two wild card spots. Mm-hmm. What does the What do the Ducks do if they're like in a position like that? Do you actually buy? Depends on who's available because they can take on money. They can take on a guy mm-hmm. who's playing average but is being overpaid. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you know that Jeff Skinner contract that we always made fun of up in Buffalo? Yeah. They would be able to take mm-hmm. on a contract like that. Yeah, that's right. I don't I don't think Buffalo's right. looking for Skinner. I wanna I wanna make that clear. I think they like Skinner in their lineup now, but that was a contract that for years it's was... just it's an example. It's a, it's a for instance. Yeah. Exactly. But looking mm-hmm. at the West, that's 18 points. Calgary's got 15, Nashville, Minnesota have 14, and the Oilers have 11. The Blackhawks have 10. The Blackhawks are eight points out of a playoff spot. Four games. <laughs> the, the, Man, it, it it does seem like that the uh, the uh, pre Thanksgiving point the the Thanksgiving point of demarcation seems too too soon. The, but the, number, the numbers are what they are. Well, the only reason why the I'm not even mentioning the Sharks at 11 points out of a playoff spot is the minus 47 goal differential. God, they are hilarious. And by hilarious, I mean scary and sad and upsetting. But this is what they... I mean, they weren't supposed to be this bad, but they were supposed to be bad. I mean, and, and to that to that end, I would say right now they're 3, 13, and 1. Mm-hmm. Where would you have pegged them to be right now? Five eleven and one? Like they're not. That yeah, there's no. There isn't much. There isn't much wiggle room that that I that we had with them that nobody had with them. No, like but, realist, realistically, at the trade deadline, at the trade deadline, there that fire sale is. Man, they gotta get the they gotta get some of those values up. But how much value is there? Well, the thing is, is what they have to sell, nobody can buy. Can you buy a $4.7 million Kevin LeBlanc? They're going to have to retain a lot of money. Now, granted, it's only for one year, but a $3 million Anthony Duclair. 
hey, that might know, be that might be an intriguing piece. Not 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 a lot of people. Not a lot of teams. Yeah, not a lot of teams are going to be able to handle that, uh, afford that. Well, that's and that's just it. Like, uh, who was it that signed? Was it that signed? Who got moved recently? Couple like oh, a couple weeks ago. Kalen Addison. Yes, Kalen Addison. I remember I looked at it. I was like, because people are like, oh, he only went for this. I'm like, only 11 teams could take on his contract. Yeah. So you go yeah. 31 he teams. Went, he, went, he went for a fifth-round pick and a throwaway prospect. Right. And everyone's like, how is that all he went for? Well, let's look at it. You went from 31 teams to trade with down to 11. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the 11 and how many of them actually are willing to take on the player itself at the position. Mm-hmm. Five. Okay, now how many of them are really in the mood to make a change like that and shake a few things up? Two. Great. Now your negotiation is between two teams. Yeah. You ain't exactly in a in a hot button of sell mode. Like that I, I do think this deadline is gonna be very, very interesting. I think we're gonna see a few three team deals this year. Mm-hmm. And we're we're talking some hockey stuff. Like I think the Calgary Toronto one is being held up because they're trying to get a third team involved. Mm-hmm. Who that is and for what—that's as good a question as any. But like the Red Wings, for instance, we know that Iserman has no issue getting involved with deals like that. We 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 know Billy Garen has no no issue getting involved in a deal like that, and it, and if they and they're dealing with the fifteen million dollar penalty right now, sixty nine million dollar cap. God bless you, man. You think God you bless you, Billy Garen. So, it's just it's it's super interesting, and, and I will say this about Edmonton too: they are they are fucking lucky that. The uh, I believe they called it roughing pet the, the roughing fine that Leon Dreisaitl got for 5k on that check to the back of the leg wasn't suspendable for whatever godforsaken reason. That was so fucking blatant, like, like he, he stared at the dude's leg and went right there. <laughs> he called his shot, he went, I'm going right there, dink. It, but people, it, the funniest thing about it, it was like two days later, uh, Charlie McAvoy had a skate on skate contact, like mm-hmm. while he was trying to stop, and his heel got kicked up out of the ice and went into the guy's ankle, and people were like, "Oh my god, that was intentional." Well, that was led by uh, producer Drew. Oh. Where he's like, "Oh, you know what? I think I'll give him the benefit of the doubt." Right, or it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. If, if you want to see intent to injure, go look at Leon Dreisaitl. He and the best part is, is he just got beat on the play, so he was pissed about that. Mm-hmm. So there was clear intent to injure. <laughs> you don't, you don't swing at the back of a dude's knee without intent to injure. It's fucking swing. It was a did... two handed cross check. Unbelievable. Like, like what in the fuck? And and after the game that we just saw, but at least at least players save at least five thousand dollars. That'll 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 show them. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, that'll show them. But after the officiating debauchery that we saw tonight between Boston and Tampa, like 
again, I'm not going to sit here and say the officiating is why Boston lost, but uh, it, it certainly wasn't evening the game out. I'm not. I'm. I. I don't even want to talk about it right now because, oh man, look, that they could be 17 and 0 right now. You're paid to officiate the game. Your job is to officiate it evenly, yeah, and properly, not how you fucking feel like it. Like I'm. I'm sorry, but you can't call one thing and not call something more severe to somebody else just because of the team. Mm. Like that's that's not your job. So uh, figure it out. Yeah, no, it's it, and, and it's not rocket science either. Like I don't know, it just like I said, it it the, the game itself came down to many many other things. It's just it it just that that's you got to get that part of the game right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we will take a quick break. Hear from a couple show sponsors here. And then when we get back, like I said, we're in the Patrick Kane sweepstakes and um, Boston's losing a player for a while. We'll get into that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you, you briefly mentioned Klingberg. So we'll talk a little bit more about how that helps Toronto, um, you know, when it comes to the books. But uh, any final thoughts before we toss it over to our, our show pons- our show partners? Uh now nah, let's put the, let's keep the lights on. All righty, we'll be right back. Hey Chris, can you believe it's almost Thanksgiving? I cannot. Uh, I am not a fan of the Christmas before Thanksgiving, but I completely understand when it comes to shopping. It's way too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. And why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before, and the Power Boombox speaker is amazing for just getting stuff done around the house and cranking some tunes, you know, whether it's washing dishes, you know, cleaning the house up because of the holidays coming around, clear-cut audio connects right to my phone via Bluetooth so I can carry it around and leave my phone on the charger and all that good stuff. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32 hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit all day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filter ultra filters in the water in the in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit just a bit early, Raycon is offering 20% off everything off their site, with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowd and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. 
buyraycon.com slash THPN. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be assessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. In Illinois, Indiana, L.A., Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Wyoming. At 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777. Or visit http colon backslash backslash ccp.org in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, which is 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text in Tennessee, redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 888 888- Five three two three five zero zero in Virginia. Twenty one plus eighteen plus in New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Louisiana. Select select parishes: Mississippi, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Void in Ontario. Valid one per new customer. Minimum five dollar deposit. Minimum five dollar pregame money line bet. Bet must win $150 issued as six $25 free bets. Free bets are non-cashable and cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered one time and stake is not included in any return or winnings. Free bets expire seven days. That's 168 hours after being awarded. Promotional period ends 12.30.23 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League NHL 2022 All Rights Reserve. Shout out to the folks over at DraftKings and Raycon. Welcome back to Puck Off. I'm your host, Chris Nozick. Again, joined by my co-host, Andrew Johnson, also of the Short Shift Pod. And uh, like I said, now that we're back, let's let's dive into uh, Patty Kane. The sweepstakes for him, it sounds like he's been talking to I don't know. We'll call it a dozen teams. Um, <laughs> Though, shout out to the New York Rangers for coming out and saying we don't have interest in Patrick Kane. Though no one asked. Yeah, right. Though no one asked. No, somebody <laughs> did ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, the, the the Florida Panthers have been le- linked to him through uh, Elliot Friedman heavily. Um, Dallas has been linked to him again per Elliot Friedman. 
and Detroit and Buffalo have also been confirmed via Elliot Friedman. You mentioned the Rangers. They made it clear they weren't. I don't, other teams that I've heard, I don't know if they were via Elliot or not. Uh, Carolina. I heard Arizona was also linked to Noah Hannafin as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll dive I've been hearing a lot about that. We'll Cal dive Cal there, are, there are some buzzards on, yeah. on, Cal on Calgary's carpets right now. We'll, we'll dive into Calgary in a little bit, but first and foremost, Patrick Kane, first off, where do you want to see him go? If, if you could put him on a team, which one would you pick for him to sign with? And um, where do you think he will sign? SKA St. Petersburg in the KHL. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which National Hockey League team would you put him on? Uh. <laughs> the Savannah Ghost Pirates. All right. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. All right. Um, oh, no. I mean, at, at least at least I stayed in America this time. I've never been a fan of Patrick Kane, but, you know, for the sake of this discussion. Um, can't fault his numbers and his production. Can't fault his numbers. I, I, know, uh, I know what you don't like about him. That's all off-ice stuff. We will be able to discuss that in a minute. But on the ice, where would you want to see him go? Well... You have to, there's, see, here's the, here's the difficult question though. This is a difficult, this is a more difficult question than it seems on the surface. Cause obviously a lot of people want Patrick Kane for the name recognition, but there's a, there, there's a couple of things that may hinder a few teams. Number one, he's not 35. He doesn't fall on, he, he, he can't accept, he can't get a bonus laden contract. He didn't turn 35 until after July 1st. So that rules out 98% of the league. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And number two, he had the same surgery that Nicholas Backstrom tried to come back from and yeah. is now currently on leave from the Washington Capitals. He's he's retired. Like, let's call a spade a spade on that one. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He's, he's on collecting money in retirement. Yeah. Good for him. Um. Not good for him that he didn't get to retire on his own terms, but good for him that he that they're that they're keeping him keeping him so he can keep collecting a paycheck. Yeah, the team's treating him right. Yeah, correct. Um, so hip resurfacing surgery is serious. Hip resurfacing surgery is serious for a guy that speed and agility is his game, and that was starting to fade even before the hip surgery. Where do you want to see him go? It's got to be a place where he can be sheltered. Oh yeah. Um, it's got to be a place where maybe offense isn't really a strength, and it's got to be a place where defense isn't unquestioned strength. Now I'm saying these things, and the Boston fans listening to this are clutching their tables right now, or clutching their own palms. But I'll give you. I don't want him either. What? I don't want him either. And I don't want. I don't want him. We're Bruins fans, but we're Bruins fans. But we we, we try to stay impartial on that. I don't want him. I know a lot of Bruins fans don't want him. What? I don't want him on this team mm -hmm. for all the off ice reasons. And we dealt with that type of shit last year. We already have a little bit of it leaking into the locker room right now. And we don't need more of it. That being said, 
on the ice analysis wise, if you were to make a subsequent move where you're trading a guy like Jake DeBrusque, right? You're removing Jake DeBrusque, Pasternak's on your top line, and you have, you know, an up and coming winger like a Fabian out of a guy like Patrick Kane on the second line. I don't hate it on the ice if it's a minimal, you know, one by one kind of contract. I don't. That's see basically him. the only deal he can he can sign. At I, this point. I don't think he's looking for that though. I think he ends that's up a problem in, if he wants to play. <laughs> I I think that's why he ends up with a team like Buffalo. Buffalo, I was here in two two for four AAV four for two years, which is not an absorbent amount for a player of Patrick Kane's ceiling. They actually have the cap space to do it. They have the cap space to do it. They're one of very, very few teams who can actually do it. And by the way, commit to next season because next season they have Middlestad coming up, Jurgensen's, Akposo, Yost, um, Krebs will be an RFA, Eric Johnson will be a UFA, uh, Yoki Haru will be a, an RFA. Like they have some names coming up, but four million bucks isn't going to cripple them because that's what the cap is supposed to go up. So if they sign him now for four million this year and next year, they they still have a lot of money right now. They have uh, ten million dollars to work with. The deadline they're projected to have thirty five million in cap space. Four million AAV this year, not a problem, not a problem at all. The AAV isn't a problem. It's where Patrick Kane is as a player right now. See, with with the young talent that they have, they are able to move him in the top nine. He is a top nine forward there. He brings cup pedigree to a team that really has none whatsoever. Right now, the closest thing you have to cup pedigree is Eric Johnson on the on the on the blue line. Mm-hmm. And by bringing in, let's say you target Patrick Kane as the Buffalo Sabres for a third line role. All right. Well, now you have a guy like Jurgensen, Middlestad, uh, even Jordan Greenway right now, who's already in that type of role, who you can then flip for a defenseman to help bolster your blue line. Adding strength to your strength is de- is 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 definitely a way is definitely a way to do it. Um, it's going to depend on who's going to be available to them in order to flip. Like, oh, sure. do you circle around Calgary? Do you say, "Hey, what will it take to get Tanev?" That that's just it. If you can circle around Calgary and be like, "You've got Zadorov, Tanev, Hannafin. We want one of the three guys. What's it going to cost us?" in the terms of a youngster, you know, in, in terms of this type of guy, I'm not saying Krebs is the guy that would go, you know, obviously they're not dealing Zach Benson. Um, mm-hmm. Oso's their captain. They're not getting rid of him. Right. But like, I mean, you, you could like, I, I mean, Krebs does play lower in their lineup. He has a slightly higher ceiling. So, like, if you brought in Patrick Kane, 
Krebs miscast over there right now. I think he's much more talented than the role he's given. I don't disagree with that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, if you're getting Tana, for instance, you bring in Chris Tanev on the blue line, you bring in Patrick Kane, and all it costs you is Peyton Krebs. Like the way you look at that is Pat is Peyton Krebs for Patrick Kane and Chris Tanev. Mm-hmm. But and again, probably a draft pick at some point. Maybe maybe a Which condition. You have plenty of young guys, so who cares? Yeah. Right. Your 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 prospects pool isn't hurting. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? Maybe, you, you, maybe, maybe instead you look at him and go, can we also flip Comrie for Vladar? <laughs> because at least then they can wave Comrie, he'll get through waivers. Wave Comrie, he'll get through waivers, and then they can finally play Dustin Wolf, who they've been wanting, who they've been wanting to do all year. Oh yeah, no, that's. A, but then they can go with a Wolf Markstrom combo. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, if you're Calgary, you've got the three hottest tickets on the market. Four, if you really want to count Lindholm, because I don't know if he's going to resign there anymore. I don't think he is. I thought it was almost. I don't think sure. anybody's going to resign there at this point. Uh, they know, are. They are a Nats wings, a Nat wing flap away from blowing it up right now. So it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> they got to think about that. Which is why, which is why the buzzers are circling. Which is why Toronto is like, hey, you got any more of those Zadorovs? You got any Tanevs? Any more of them Zadorovs over there? You got any more of them Zadorovs? Um, take your Klingberg. How would you feel if they dealt Hannafin to Arizona? I think he'd be a fantastic fit over there. I I, I would love to see that happen mm-hmm. for two reasons. One, Hannafin is him and Dursey. Yeah, H- Hannafin. I mean, think about it. Now you go Hannafin and Dursey, Dumba Brown, Stetcher. I mean, JJ Moser has been J- playing. JJ Moser is another. Uh, no, okay. Here, here's what you do. You do Hannafin Dursey. Dumba Moser and then Villamaki. Yeah. And um, Stetcher. Yeah, Villamaki Stetcher. Or is Villamaki Moser? Or did I already say Moser? I don't know. It's well, almost midnight. Moser was with um was with their with, with was with uh Dumba. Okay. Moser Dumba. Moser okay. Okay. But Regardless. That's, that's, still a, <laughs> that's still a solid six defenseman. Yeah. And you, I mean, what is it going to cost you up front? Not very much. I mean, what would you give up for for Hannafin if I'm Arizona on an expiring deal? Depends on if I have an extension on the table that he's going to sign. That's true. Assume you don't. You could probably get rid of, like, you could probably deal once he's healthy a Barrett Hayden, someone who just hasn't fully lived up to everything, still has underperforming, underperforming. You know, Barrett Hayden and a fifth round pick. That's assuming no extension in place. I would up that pick a little bit, but but you're you're in the right ballpark, definitely. I mean, you want to start small if you're Arizona. Or do you do or do you do keep in keep in mind they have three thirds and three seconds this year, two fourths this year, and four seconds next year. Oh yeah, that's right. They have they have an unbelievable draft picks that they want percent will not be making all of i mean that's a very easy thing to do to just go okay edmonton mm-hmm. colorado's well, third 
plus Hayden. Do you do you dangle like if you're Arizona, if you really want Noah Hannafin, do you dangle like like Simashev, a guy you just drafted? You could. There's no harm. I mean, obviously, this is this is why we always say it takes two mm-hmm. to tango. You know, you have to see what Cal- Calgary wants. Mm-hmm. At least for a guy like that, Calgary has more time with the player. Hayden is an RFA yeah, at the end man. of the season. Like, you slap him a qualifying offer, great, you have one year with him, maybe a year and a half. He may not be too thrilled about the trade, so at that point, he just wants to hit free agency as soon as he can. You know, whereas if you have a guy on his ELC for three years, like you can really, you know, wine and dine him over three years to say, hey, you want to stick around our our city. Right. (laughs) Hey, you want to be here and I know you do. All the way up here in Calgary. (laughs) Don't worry about that. Shush. (laughs) What's 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 funny, too, with um, with Arizona is they could very easily dangle Connor Ingram to a team like Toronto or a team like Edmonton, and he would be an upgrade. That is, um, that is damning by faint praise, sir. Like it, it. Connor Ingram would be an upgrade. I mean, he would be though. Skinner's been terrible. You know. No, I that's just... what I mean. That's what I mean. It's damning by faint praise. He'd be an upgrade, but man, he's not. Jeez. And everybody <laughs> wants. To trade Elmark or Swayman, that's the dumbest thing they could possibly fucking do right now. Stay out of the goalie trade conversation. Mm-hmm. There are two names. Actually, there, there's about four names out there that unless they're coming to your team, you're not touching a goaltender. Those names are mm-hmm. Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, Kale McCarr, and Jack Hughes. <laughs> Listen, everybody if, else. If, if, if New Jersey wants to trade us Jack Hughes for Lena Solmark, I do that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll take that. <laughs> but anything shy of that, it's not fucking worth it. It's really mm-hmm. not. What you have in goal, 31 other teams would kill for. Yeah. You have last year's Vesna winner. You have this year's Vesna favorite. And I get it. He's not actually the favorite because of his games played versus a guy like Thatcher Demko. But right. his number, you're, you're going to have the same debate this year with Jeremy Swayman that you had last year with Linus Olmark. The question is, is how many wins does he end the season with? What a blessed franchise. And oh, by the way, if there is an injury to one of these guys, uh, I, I know he hasn't had the sharpest start to the season, but Brandon Bussey is not that bad. No, he's not. You he's know, not. But it's it's you you want to see him you, you want to see him take that next step if you're a Boston fan. Here's he my here's my question to you. Mm. Because Reed Dick is taking massive steps in his development. Would, he's would getting have... he's getting murdered every night over there. His junior team is so bad. <laughs> I know, but he's playing well. And he's stepping up. He's he's not the reason they're losing games. No, no. no. The team around him is, is garbage, though. <laughs> if you're Boston, because you know you're going to have to pay Swayman, you're not mm-hmm. going to arbitration with him again. Would you consider one year, or because obviously Allmark's deal is up after next season, you re-sign Swayman going into next year. What's he going to cost you? Seven mil, 
eight mil. He keeps playing like this. If he keeps playing like that, he'll probably be pushing nine. Yeah. I I have a feeling they're going to be able to look at him and go, listen, how often in the next, we're looking at a six-year contract, how many over the next six years are you going to be able to repeat exactly that? Yeah, right. Let's do eight. So let's Mm -hmm. let's ballpark it off of eight. So you got Swayman at eight. Allmark in two years, let's say he keeps up where he's at. What Mm -hmm. is he at eight? Yeah. So hypothetically. But Swayman is the guy. Swayman's going to end up being the guy. Hypothetically, you have Swayman at eight, mm-hmm. Allmark at eight. Okay, that's sixteen mil. Between now mm-hmm. and that time frame, the cap is going up eight million dollars. That's the difference in yes. their current contracts. Essentially, mm-hmm. three for Allmark, five for Swayman. So you are essentially dealing with a flat cap at that point with all of your other positions. You know this tandem works. Do you look to trade Brandon Bussey? The return, the return is going to be pithy. At this point, to be fair, it wouldn't be what you would get for Swayman or Allmark for sure. But yeah. you have a, you have a budding potential superstar that people have said have a higher uh, has a higher ceiling than Swayman. Now, my mm-hmm. question to you is: Is his ceiling deemed to be higher because of what we saw in his growth? Is Swayman's ceiling higher because he's being pushed by a close friend in Linus Allmark? Oh, we start getting into like, we're starting to get into like nature, nature, nurture stuff. Cause and effect. Yeah. Cause cause and effect. Because, because you have Linus Olmark who pushes Jeremy Swayman, Jeremy Swayman pushes himself to be better. That Mm -hmm. also in turn turns the wheel to make Linus Olmark want to be better, but they're Mm -hmm. also best friends. So they're not upset when the other person succeeds. You can't, you can't recreate that. Mm-hmm. You can't recreate that. What those two have is a living brotherhood between the two of them. Yeah. And you cannot organically recreate that. You have to have it happen on its own. And throwing a guy like Brandon Bussey into the mix, does it detract from what you have? Because we saw it last year. I know everybody, like some people hate the goalie hugs, other people love it, whatever. What you need to look at from the goalie hugs is the body language. Mm-hmm. Those two, there's never hesitation. They are always embracing each other. Last year, we had a we had a couple games where Allmark wasn't on the bench. A couple games where Swayman wasn't on the bench. And the question, like Nick Foligno stepped up and did the hugs. Woohoo! Look at how they interacted with their fellow goaltender. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one game. Um, who was the one that we signed that we shipped off to Colorado? Was it Kincaid? Kincaid, yeah. There was one game where he was on the bench behind Swayman. He came over. They just kind of did the glove tap, and he was just like, all right, peace, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Nowhere close to the same. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that – yeah, he's a veteran guy, but is that veteran guy – helping to develop and push Swayman on the long-term the same way Omar has? Absolutely Mm not. No. You know, there's a reason why Sorokin and Varlamov work because they're great friends. Mm -hmm. They push each other. (laughs) So at what point do you look at the natural organic growth in that goaltending room and just say, do it again. 
Yeah. How how long can you keep that going though? That's the big question. Exactly. So, like at what like at what point do, do you have a situation like this offseason where one of them almost got traded to Pittsburgh, where to the point where Don Sweeney interviewed the guy they were going to take with the draft pick, Oliver Moore. The deal didn't go through though. Deal didn't go through. Period. That's the part so, that they. So the deal didn't go through, but so the, the, the team the, still isn't them. The two of them look at it as we're still here. We're going to have fun. Yeah. So that doesn't phase them. The question. Oh no, I'm not saying it does. I'm saying that the team is looking at it with like with a close eye, though. That's my point. If you if you the reason why they're looking at it like that is because they have the crutch of Brandon Bussey. Mm-hmm. You kick the crutch out, you're committed to a two goaltending tandem. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. they'll make that decision after this year's playoff run. Mm-hmm. It's like can this can this uh, construct worked work? And so far, a team that was supposed to be bad, five or mediocre. It has 29 out of possible 34 points. Right. And their goaltenders have stolen, let's call it, three games each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are here because of their goaltending. To and, Swayman, and Swayman almost stole this one. He did. He, was, he, had, he, 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 he gave up five goals, but he was outstanding. <laughs> he had 55 shots. <laughs> like, that's, that's halfway to 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and you know what? His save percentage was still 90% and above. Mm-hmm. Like, that's those are Mackenzie Blackwood numbers. <laughs> Bless his soul. I would look to move Blackwood if I'm San Jose. I don't think Blackwood's part of the I mean they, they have a they have a goalie prospect they're pretty high on. Uh Magnus Chorna. But do you remember off the top of your head hmm. what Mackenzie Blackwood's hit to the salary cap is? It's bigger than I would. It, it's it's is it like three point four? I'm not looking at cap friendly right now. Two point three five. That's not bad. This year and next year. That's not bad. That screams for Edmonton. <laughs> Would Blackwood be another Campbell situation, though? No, because his was based on injury. Mm-hmm. Campbell was just a head case. He figured mm-hmm. it out for two months in, Nor- in Toronto, and we were like, this isn't going to last. And they went, five for five. It will last. And then it fell like a thing of like a bridge of toothpicks mm-hmm. with no glue. We all saw that one coming. But, I mean, think about the teams that Blackwood could help. Mm-hmm. Ironically, New Jersey. They won't, but that's funny. It is funny. They, they won't, but that's they funny. They won't, but yes, that's my point. But the Maple Leafs, the, he would help the Maple Leafs mm-hmm. at two point three five. He'd be a pretty damn good backup in Tampa. Although I think Yo- they like Johansson. Johansson has given up four goals or more in eight of his last in in his last nine starts. Actually, somehow Jonathan Quick found his game in New York, so they're all set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Philly in second place. Who knew? Not any one of us. Mm, do you do you think they're essentially peaking too early though? Is that a weight that's just waiting to fall back down on a on uh, a hundred percent? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's not gonna last. I I think that one starts coming down as soon as New Jersey starts going back up. Like I feel yeah, like as soon as Hughes gets healthy, healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it screams Edmonton. That's the team that needs them. And at what point when you're the San Jose Sharks, are you that bad where you just go, you know what? Go get your cups. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. Go get your cups. Yeah. Just take it easy on us on the way by. <laughs> yeah. Mike Greer is going to be Mike Greer. They have Mike Greer up on his GM box watching every single second of this series of this season. To his credit, every single Sharks game I have seen, they have cut to him in his box and he's sitting there hands folded he's got a, always got a water in front of him hands folded like this like I'm, I'm i'm sorry this is an audio podcast this isn't visual but he's got his hands folded and he's like this yeah our hands hands folded water bottle in front of him and he is watching everything and he's watching everything and he's got like this look in his eyes like who's next like oh my god what did i inherit <laughs> that's what he's thinking though that is legitimately what he's thinking and think about where he started with this team he's already dumped brett burns and eric carlson do you remember the first thing he did when he became general manager of the sharks it's kind of a hidden thing the first thing he did didn't he re-sign thomas hurdle no 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 the very very first thing was it was record? something that was hidden. It's not something you're, it's not something you're going to guess. What was it then? He didn't qualify Jonathan Dahlin. Oh. So young, promising Swedish Ford who had a reputation in the league of being a bit of a dickhead who tried when he wanted, but could put the puck in the net. They asked Greer, why didn't you qualify a young, promising Ford? He goes, and I did, I remember this because I was that was the moment where I was like, this is a good hire. He goes, I looked at this player and I had one thought. I don't want him on my team. Like, point blank. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. This is this is a good hire. <laughs> right. Because he didn't say, well, you know, there was fits if it fits. And, you know, I think there's other ways. No, I don't want this fucking guy. Get him out. Right. I don't want this guy on my team. <laughs> Done. So, so he, this guy, so Greer knows what he knows what he's in for and he, he he sounds like he's a guy who will make the tough decisions he that's what they need that's what they're gonna need for the next two or three seasons he literally came in and said this essentially not word for word but he came in and said this is a shit storm that needs to be fixed it's gonna take a lot of work mm-hmm. the only question mm-hmm. i have is what kind of uh leash does he have from you know upper management but I really think they look at their last run as general manager. Um, I forget who it was, but he was there for over a decade. And they went, he got us Thornton and Marlowe and, you know, Carlson and Burns. We made Doug Wilson. Thank you, Doug Wilson. Let's give this guy a chance to see what he can do to turn this around because they weren't getting any better under Wilson, but they They, weren't getting, they weren't getting, they weren't getting any worse, but right. You know what the phrase is? You were in the permanent meaty middle yeah you know what the phrase is safe as death and they were safe right so mm-hmm. you bring in a guy who says i'm gonna shake some shit up we're gonna we're gonna be bad for a little bit 
but that's how we're going to get good. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing he does as far as a draft pick is he goes out and he gets Will Smith. Good start. You know, yeah, he re-signed Thomas Hurdle. But you know what? You know what that's done is it's also given him a trade ship down the road. Because at some point, someone's going to look at Thomas Hurdle and go, he's 30 years old. He's 8.1 against the cap, guaranteed for the next few seasons. His co- He's cost protected. That's mm-hmm. the key right now is he's cost protected. You know, it, it, it's... It's going to be interesting, but any final thoughts to wrap this up? Because it is getting close to midnight and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be doing another show, hopefully not in two weeks, but sooner than that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do another show in two weeks. Uh, just a shout out. It's good to be back. Really liked uh, hearing your shows with uh, Johnny Laz and uh, Dom Tiano. Those turned out really well. Great guests. Yep. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can have them back with me in tow. Oh, absolutely. I know we'll be able to get Dom on. John... Johnny would love to to come back. We had a good conversation with him. As the Rangers keep going in the standings, I'm sure we'll try to get him back on as well. Um, <laughs> my final thought is this. If you're rooting for Boston to trade a goaltender, go puck off. What the fuck am I doing? And their faucet filter, ultra filters... And their faucet filter ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water that you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is clean.